it's freezing out there. Shut the door, man. Sorry. Yeah. Also, uh, did you guys want beans in your chili? I said no yeah. beans. Oh. Did you tell him yes? Yes, of course I told him yes. I thought it was a rule not to use beans in the cabin. Dude, if you don't put beans in the chili, you can't fart after the chili, obviously. Did you also want meat? Yes. Because yes. all I have is these onions. Well, good thing I just came back from the grocery store with... Oh, no. God damn it. One thing that was important on that list. But here's uh, Call of Duty 3, the reissue. Ooh, sweet. Thank you. Kicking some butt, shooting some guys, gonna do it all, all the night. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were gonna watch the behind the scenes of Golden Girls. Oh, this is Hot hey, if it's too hot in there, you gotta get out of there. That's what it's. That's what they say. Hey, play today's messages. You have three new messages and one reminder. June second, twenty twenty. My favorite new podcast. Oh, nice. I've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. Joe Rogan has really hey, shown like me a new way to communicate. They just called us Joe Rogan. I will never be the same. Are they listening to the right? Keep up the good work, Joe. Next message. Is that one for us? June twenty third, twenty twenty. From Jello Heart Emoji, amazing new podcast. I'm so thrilled I stumbled across this amazing new podcast. What a great look into the process of artists' creative processes, especially during difficult times like these. I love the hosts and guests, and really felt like I was hanging with some really cool friends. So happy. My only disappointment was there wasn't more. A must listen. They really like us. Reminder. Do not forget to get the meat. Actually, no, If stop, you do, they skip. will not let you be the big spoon. Uh, skip. The big spoon. <laughs> Papa Bear doesn't like machine. that when you forget it. Message marked for deletion. Next message. Hey, CJ, this is Shane. Hey, man, I just listened to the podcast and, and loved it. It was just really thoughtfully done, man, and just really, really enjoyed it. You have a really good podcast there, man. You guys are funny, and I like the vibe, and it, it was just a pleasure to listen to. So I just wanted to tell you thanks for, for doing us a solid and involving us, and really appreciate it. And I think you guys have something there. You get some big-time dudes in there, man. That's a nice little format, so uh, keep it up. Up, man, keep pushing on that. You got something, and that audio. My Beats headphones sound great too. By the way, good to know. Thanks so much, and uh, I'll be pushing this out today. So thanks, buddy. Bye. You are listening to the Create Burn podcast. You are listening to the Create Burn podcast never want to get burnt out or get that mental fatigue going. So if it starts getting to the point where like it's feeling like work and it's monotonous and you're doing the same things, it's okay to switch it up. Content can be anything. So you don't always have to be like, okay, what's this like super witty thing that I could put up here? I mean, if you want to take a break from it, you can put on there, hey guys, need to take a break for a little bit, you know, get back to what I'm working on, hit you with new content soon. People like to see that because you're going to get supported because they're like, good for you, you're taking care of yourself. So, so CG, so what I'm saying, like, while we're kind of waiting for Davis, I'll kind of explain my theory here. So there's, mm -hmm. there's two different timelines. So that's the thing. It's like, it's split off. So like, this one is following this adventure. Oh, it's following that yeah. one. Just, Sorry, guys. Jeez. Just knocked over a bunch of stuff rushing in here. Davis uh, is here. Hey, <laughs> what's up? What's up, man? Quite the entrance, man. Uh, How was the trip? Yeah, I think I'm in my second timeline right now. <laughs> <laughs> from the past, back from the future? To the future. Oh, let's not. <laughs> I don't know. We've done so much time travel lately. Shouldn't the second one be back from the future? That's what I thought. Back to the future, back from the future, and then like, whoa, we're in the past. <laughs> well, where does it end? Does it end in the future or in the past or in the... So it should have been called Back to the Present, Back from the Future, and Back to the Past. <laughs> it's probably good they just called it Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. <laughs> they were like, this is really convoluted. That's, I think. that's also like, I love, I think it's Dan Harmon when he talks about Now You See Me, and they came out with Now You See Me 2, and he goes, how is the sequel not called... Now you don't. <laughs> so the first one's now you see me, and the second one's now you don't. <laughs> right. like, you're totally missing the marketing point. I always feel like movies that 
have a sequel that's like an actual sentence rather than just two or three or whatever, they always end up not being good. The Mummy returns from blah, 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 but it's like a, a second name. Like, like the colon? The name. Yeah, uh, like the Phantom Menace. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not this good. She just called it Star Wars uh, 1. <laughs> <laughs> like episode what, 1? What, Raiders? Raiders of the Lost Ark? Well, now, is so that? see, now you're getting tricky because so Raiders of the Lost Ark, that is what it's called. The first yeah, it one. started that way. The second one is Indiana uh, Jones and the Temple of Doom. And then yeah. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. But the first one is just Raiders of the Lost Ark and doesn't have Indiana Jones in it at all. Retroactively, I think it would, they'll put Indiana Jones at the top in any marketing stuff, but that's not technically the name of the movie. Like Dumb and Dumb or whatever that one was. <laughs> so it was like just adding on another er, 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 We have a conversation somewhere about Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good. Go look that one up on our. <laughs> What's that on SoundCloud? I think it's on SoundCloud. Yeah. We have a SoundCloud, by the way. Uh, we have all kinds of things. <laughs> Did you guys know that we also have a YouTube channel that we're getting ready to start uploading to? I do. Are you talking to me or are you talking yeah, to was, the listeners? I, I didn't know if you I know it, we like, have one. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Facebook account. We are on Facebook. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. on Instagrams. We're on YouTubes. Ron, anywhere you get your podcasts. And we have a website coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. not what it's called, but it is coming soon. <laughs> yeah. It's not www.comingsoon.com. So like all of that, like the marketing stuff of like, what do you call movies and how do you do all that kind of stuff? Even though we weren't meaning to talk about it, we were just having fun talking. Totally ties into Jessica's thing today because it's all about marketing yourself, how you're putting yourself out there, how you, you know, name your thing and put it out there and how you're seen on social media and all that kind of stuff. There's so many times you see stuff and you're like, this would have been so much funnier or better or more memorable if you would have done this. And so many people that with movies or whatever that like just play it so safe. They're trying to be smart about when people are going to Google search, they're going to Google search this and then we need to have the next. And that's why there's so many how-to videos or how to make a podcast or the top 10 ways of doing this because everybody's trying to be smooth. Yeah. Like if you type C2D2 films, nine unconventional ways to wash your hands, you'll come up with our latest video that we did of nine unconventional ways to wash your hands. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying if you do it, that's where it leads. And And that wasn't just a convenient plug. That's also facts. (laughs) A sink plug? It's not only a plug, it's a point. (laughs) (laughs) You should go there right now. Like every time it comes to like putting the keywords and tags in, I stare at it and I go, uh, comedy. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then like, I'm like, I don't know anymore. Words. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Make laugh. Honestly, our approach to this whole thing is a little unorthodox. I mean, right now, everyone and their uncle is doing a podcast. So we don't want to just have to constantly come up with, you know, flashy, special new things and, and just to keep people interested. What you win somebody with is what you win them to. What we want is to have a solid core first. So when we do find a magical keyword, those people will get here and see a great library of diverse creative insight and hopefully be inspired to use their art for the greater good. The growth that we're seeing is more from this word of mouth organic community. I would call it, you know, a potent group really grasp the big picture of what we're trying to do. It's the same thing with a lot of things in life. You start working inwardly, sharpen things up there, and then when you're ready to turn outward, whether it's attacking that fancy algorithm or whatever, then we'll be able to maintain kind of this larger movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) The Creator Burn Podcast. No pesticides, no gimmicks, 100% grown organically. Organic. Speaking of audience feedback and reaching out to people, if you want to reach out to us or you have questions, you can actually leave comments on our page. You can rate us and we'd love to hear from you. Ask us questions, anything. We'll probably uh, answer them in the next podcast. You might even hear your voice in a robot or what we think (laughs) your voice sounds like if we haven't met you. (laughs) That's dangerous. Our interview today is really important because marketing and managing your marketing strategy to get your art out there for people to see is actually really hard for a lot of artists. 
So our interview today with Jessica Kent, I feel like is a really important message for people to hear. And Jessica is great. She wears so many hats around town. She's a regular volunteer at Stuffed Buffalo Productions, which you can see at the Westport Flea Market. She has been the marketing manager for 7 and 10, Adulting and T-Money is Cancelled by playwright Priska Jabet Kindergore, as well as Let Me Explain My Blackness by Catherine Gary. She is the owner of Allocay Photography, which we don't even really get into in the podcast. We'll have to have her back for that one. And the other great thing about Jessica, she has hosted multiple panels at Planet Com. Comic-Con, all dedicated to how to get started being a creator, how to push through those times when it's tough to be creative, all of those things. She's a great cheerleader for artists. So let's just jump right into the interview. I have a feeling if I just stop talking, CJ will just start the interview like now. I know we became friends yesterday on Facebook, so now we basically know yeah. each other. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yay! Now you feel like you've known each other for years. We go way back. I went through this thing with Facebook the last couple of years, really. I would open it, and then after I was done with Facebook, I just felt bad or I felt negative just because mm-hmm. there was like around election time. I was like, why do I do this? So I went through and I unfollowed every single human that <laughs> like like over a thousand people I basically just unfollowed because I didn't want to unfriend them that's hilarious you know but I was like yeah. I can't do this right. anymore and it keeps bringing me back it's like an addiction you know almost you got to see what people are saying it's a toxic yeah. thing for me so I just unfollowed everybody but then I didn't realize like now like, all I see is ads on Facebook and, but now <laughs> it's like I want to see what they're saying so but then when you refollow them it notifies them that oh this person's <laughs> back and so I'm yeah. thinking about like just coming clean with everybody and being like, you're not hey. just seeing ads though. You're seeing ads you talked about two seconds. Ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. It's the weirdest thing. I got a, a notification where it was like one of those where it's like, hey, do you want to tag yourself in this photo? Occasionally it's always like, oh, someone posted a set picture or something. No, when I was on Fox 4 the other day doing that interview, the mayor of Raytown had posted that, hey, we were honoring these people or whatever. My interview is going on on the TV in the background. (laughs) Whoa. But I'm just on the TV in this photo. It has nothing to do. Like I have, I think we have three mutual friends, but even the friends that we have tangentially, I never talked to these people. (laughs) It's like (laughs) it wanted to tag me in this photo. How did it even really recognize that it was me? Looks like bearded white dude. (laughs) <laughs> in the photo you could have tagged anybody it was yeah. it was freaky i was like i want to be friends with him it was like <laughs> i don't care about who this guy is i want to be friends with this guy it was pretty creepy it was like holy crap the fact that it's that good it's got to be impossible to be in witness protection now you know what i mean like oh, with man. stuff like oh, that yeah. it's like the guy just walking in the background to like to the store and someone's like taking a selfie and that's like there he is and the mob's like there he is let's go get him see I have like the weird opposite side of that I guess I have a very generic face because I get tagged in everybody's things for no reason like even recently somebody did posting (laughs) a bunch of pictures and it was like with Jessica Kent and I get on there and I'm like I'm I'm not in any of these but it said I'm in like four of them and they're all four different people you should just tag yourself in those anyway yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, Any, I let it go. I yeah. was like, all right, I'm, I'm with you guys. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll take the exposure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That happens to me a lot, but it's always with like, the rock. Like when the, I'm like, that's the rock. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. That could happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of the people from OK Go. That's not me. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, did you see that? Oh, yeah, you post or you commented on it. But like, there's yeah. an ad that's going around, and everyone's sending oh, yeah. it to me. And I looked at it, and I'm like, is that me? <laughs> and I'm like, no, it can't be. I don't play that game. It's like a board game ad or something. But if clones are getting paid for your work and not sharing it, we've got a real problem. Because I mean, I'm cool with clones, but if they're not sharing, you know, that's gonna be. I'm gonna not Obama. Play. What? Yeah. Well, and here's and here's the scary part that people don't think about. Like in a real world scenario, technically, like if you're reading those terms of services on things, especially like Facebook, like. Facebook has the right to use whatever you post. They like own that picture. When you decide to post it, they basically can be like, okay, cool. We're going to use this for whatever we want. And then you go, okay, well, I'm not going to accept your terms of service. And they're like, okay, well, then you can't use Facebook, the biggest social media networking site in the world. And you're like, oh, awesome. I think South Park actually did an episode about that a while back, too. It was in the uh, Verizon terms of service. Well, I mean, that's why people take them to court. 
so often because they're like, all right, yeah. so that we do need to use your website, but we don't want you advertising our faces for your website. Yeah. So right. what can you guys do for us? Otherwise, we're going to shut you down. <laughs> it's like, Is there anybody out there that's like putting all of that stuff in layman terms for people? I mean, that would be a whole law firm. Yeah. It's like a, a lawyer's mixed with like app designers. Yeah. <laughs> They're like copy and paste the terms of service into this app and we'll tell you what the hell it's about. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. So I was reading a little bit about the stuff that you got going on. It sounds like you're staying pretty busy in the a lot of the really cool cool things that I think are cool anyways that are you got Comic-Con, you're doing you're, you're organizing a thing with like a PC builds and stuff. So actually my husband's hosting that panel, but I kind of did everything for it. So <laughs> you also work a lot with social media. Fresca brought your name up, but you've got to have Jessica on. She's really, you know, the master of social media and I'm like, "Yes, as soon as possible because I need to know <laughs> what to do." So thanks for being here. And can you kind of give us a rundown of with social media and the things that are going on in, in our world today, especially with everybody's turning around and coming back to social media a little bit to yeah. even if they're burnout. Can you kind of just express your views overall on social media and why it's important and what's going on with it? So basically, the thing that's been happening most often that I'm seeing is that social media is kind of the only way now that people are really keeping things relevant at this point because it's the way we're all connected. There's no more of that word of mouth because we can't really get close to each other to tell each other a bunch of things and there's no group settings to talk about things. So it all comes back to social media is going to be the easiest way to promote anything or talk about anything or get any information out there. But it was such a weird place before this happened because so many people and so many different like companies were still avoiding it and kind of wanting to take that step back. We don't need social media. We can do it our fine. We've done fine so far by ourselves. So now there's this switch happening. So I'm kind of interested to see where it's going to go from here now. I think it'll be interesting to see if how things will play. Like now everybody's getting such an onslaught of like social media is their only yeah. way to connect. I wonder if then when things go back, if people will be like, okay, now I'm done with social media because I've had such a crazy influx or the people that were kind of on the fringe and like just checked things every once in a while or whatever are now a little more hooked on it or be like, oh, I actually do get to keep up with everybody and see what's going yeah. on. And I mean, I think there'll be a little bit of both sick of it because it's all there is right now is this kind of content and social media or if it, you know, will change the other way. It'll be really interesting to see. There's almost this psychological thing that I'm curious to find out from it, too. For people, if they're going to be more nervous about going in group situations or going to hang out with friends or stuff like that, mm -hmm. are we going to have more people that are introverted, more people avoiding crowds? And if so, is this going to be the way to reach those people? A lot of the late night shows, the people doing shows on Facebook, they're getting views. They're getting people coming and watching it. Maybe this is going to be a format that we keep in the future. Yeah. The information that you're giving of like, when will it be safe to like be around others is not real. It's kind of getting skewed by everyone. Like everyone's like, oh yeah. no, we're going to open the government up now and everything up now. And we're going to do all this stuff or, or open the economy. Yeah. And you're going like, yeah, but it's not safe, you know, yeah. and, and your scientists <laughs> are saying it's not safe. Just as an example, like some of the local breweries, they've been coming together and posted on social media at different places. They'll go and like you can order a six pack online and they'll bring it out to your car and you just take it and go. Mm -hmm. That's going to help them stay open in the long run. And that's going to keep them going. And that's yeah. because social media. Right, right. And so it's kind of that thing of adapting now, but still being able to go back to it in the future. So not like fully swinging. But just finding that weird balance until we find a footing. So looking at this whole situation with walking through like Office Depot and there's not a single webcam on the shelf and you can't get a webcam, I think till July or something, they're so backed up. And I just rented out last week, you know, just a $150 little microphone that you put on your, your iPhone because people are still trying to make content for, you know, social or whatever. But if they don't have a mic, they paid rentals that are, you know, they could have bought a new one, but you can't order yeah. one. You know, they're so backed yeah. up. Also, there's a generational gap, I think, too, that we're still kind of on the fringe of socials to where like, you know, they were on Facebook, but they weren't like, you know, Zoom or they weren't like live videos. I help a lot of people just get their audio set up to where they're like, you know, I can stream now or I can I can talk to people. It's kind of 
I think push people over the edge a little bit further to where now it's like it's the only interaction. So get used to it. Like you said, I think there's going to be good and bad from it. We've already seen kind of the downside of social media is with kids going into interviews and stuff to where it's like it's important to look people in the eye and to feel comfortable about, you know, talking to someone and face to face. On the other side, too, all these parents that are like, oh, my kid always streams or he's always on his phone. Now they're asking that kid like, hey, how do I set this up so I can be, you know, like right. so there's a validation happening, too, that I think we're finding we're going to find that way, you know, through it. Instead of like teaching their kid, you know, hey, let's go through catch out in the backyard they're like you better be streaming right now at 12 p.m yeah. work th- work those thumbs timmy yeah you gotta bring this twitch game up so with the kids being off school you know like everybody's teaching from home and everything mm-hmm. so i was doing that with mine everybody had their own area and stuff i tried helping my son with math he by the way is in seventh grade he's doing trigonometry Ugh. I- i'm sitting there and i'm like googling in like two hours for 10 questions we got 30%. (laughs) And then like, he was like, mom, can I just, can I just go play Call of Duty for a little bit? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's just go. And they were running like tournaments. Like it was like a hundred people at a time tournaments. This kid got in the top three, all three times. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Just play your games. That's it. Just, we both suck at math. Call of Duty is where it's at. Let's just, this is where life is now. When's the last time you've used trigonometry in a real life scenario? (laughs) I forgot trigonometry was even actually a thing. (laughs) (laughs) The question is, is when you got to that 30%, can you show your work? Okay, so we did this, we did this, cool, we're good. Yeah, yeah. My favorite <laughs> is like the kids who write smart ass answers on their tests, and it was like, you know, it shows like a rhombus or something like that or a triangle, and it's geometry, and it says find X, and the kid just circles the X. <laughs> yes. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. that kid's gonna go far. <laughs> Like, He's going to kill on those BuzzFeed lists where oh, it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you know, to premise our discussion about social media, it's like understanding where we're at today and sure it might date it a little bit. There is still this human need to have social interaction and that's where mm-hmm. we get the, you know, the name social media or social network for like the purpose of this podcast, you know, with our audience of creatives from all different fields, we got artists and cooks, filmmakers, screenwriters, for the ones that are, oh yeah, I do this art, but I'm really horrible at social media. What, what would be your advice or kind of some things that you would talk to them about? Probably the first thing I would suggest is just research. Whatever field you're in, see what opportunities are out there for you. Because like, so say an artist they might not know what art shows are happening, where they could be featured, you know, either for free or at a low cost. They don't know about, you know, where they can advertise their art at, where they can sell at. They might not know anything about like Fiverr or Etsy or, you know, these different places that they can feature their work, feature themselves without having to do a lot of legwork. And then just from there, kind of developing what they want to do with their brand or with their work or what you kind of the direction they want to go. And then that's really going to kind of be the very first thing they should do. Once they get that point, it really can vary. So if they want to strictly just work on their work and put that up, if they want to have commissions, then you go into the next thing of, okay, well, how am I going to advertise that? Where do I want to market at? What is my target audience? Who do I think will like this? And so it's just a lot of like, gathering information, research, and just building kind of the plan. I mean, it really is just building like a business plan. How important is the Facebook boosting, like the promoting of any pages and whatever? It always feels like it's like, hey, you'll see that you'll get this to like 15,000 people. And then you're like, I really didn't feel like I got any response. (laughs) I have tried the boosting and I know other people that have worked with the boosting and things like that. So I was working at Adams Mark Hotel and I worked really closely with their director of marketing. And even with our posts and things, it would get boosted all the time. We didn't really get much from it though, because it's being promoted to these like who should be your audience, Mm -hmm. but it's not like really getting to anybody that is actually like looking for what you're wanting. I wouldn't do the boost. I would look for groups. So if you are in the theater community, look for what other theater groups are around. 
I do some, you know, photography for fun on the side. I'm in several local Kansas City photography groups. Mm -hmm. So that way, if someone needs something, if someone's asking for a videographer, I can help facilitate that and send someone over that they might need that for. Mm -hmm. Or just kind of, you know, like make connections with other people to kind of help build what I have too. You think that works better, like groups wise works better if you're actually looking for someone or something rather than like, I'm trying to promote my stuff. Because I feel like with some of the like the film groups, I'll say in Kansas City specifically, is like I'll see people post like their film or their project that they made in every single like film group. And it'll be the same person liking each of the video. And it's like two people. And you're like, there's like 1300 people in this group. Yeah. Like what is going on? You know, like obviously, I don't know if that's a support thing or people just aren't paying attention or they just are bombarded with it all the time that every time they see something like, "Ah, I don't care. There's almost like an overload of it. But anytime someone's like, hey, looking for an actor, it's like, yeah, everyone's like, and you're like, whoa, okay, so we're we are paying attention. It just yeah. you you don't care <laughs> about the yeah. other stuff that doesn't involve you. <laughs> so here's the thing that I've I've really noticed in the groups is that if it is something that is going to help someone individually, then they're more likely to pay attention to it mm-hmm. than to support someone that they don't actually know. So if it's going to be something, you know, of like you're posting a video in a group to try to promote it, make sure you're tagging anyone that's in that. Do some sort of line that's going to catch people's attention. Because like you said in the Kansas City groups, there's so much talent here. There's videos getting posted all the time. Hey, check out this short film. Hey, check out this this video will make your... Yeah. Oh see. my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Did you guys see the exponential <laughs> views? <laughs> like if you put that and then like underneath it, like a parentheses or, you know, like the little asterisk or something and then just something else, it would catch people's attention though. Yeah. So sometimes people post that and they're like, hey, check out my, and as soon as they say check out my, I'm like, it's either a scam or it's probably going to be boring. So I'm not going to watch it. It's harder because we get so used to like associating that, those words together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I see something where somebody's like, hey, friends, just want to tell you, like, they're going to sell me something next, yeah. you know? <laughs> so what we should do is be like, anytime we post something of like our skits or something like that, we should just be like, hey, you guys aren't going to believe what Chad just freaking did. And it's just, someone's going to be like, what, is this? what did he do? But that was the thing back in the day. It was like, oh, you're not going to believe what happens next. Like, and everyone yeah. was like, well, what happens next? You watch yeah. it, like, oh, well, that was boring. Like, right. nothing happened. But, that, but that's happened is like, eventually right, yeah. you're like, oh, well, 80% of the time it was, right. eh, and like 20% <laughs> of the time it was amazing, but. I don't know how much you use TikTok or not, but that has resurfaced <laughs> with a vengeance. Yeah. I you can it's go, like they'll say something like, watch till the end, like for part two or whatever. And so you have yeah. to like the yeah. page to go. It's a huge, right. huge deal going. On. And I think it's super annoying. I'm like, I know but it's, it's bait. clever. It's bait. Yeah. yeah. It's so clever because <laughs> how many times am I sitting there? I'm like, wait, what's going to happen at the end? I want to find out. Or, you, you know, like, have like a video of like an elliptical machine. Watch till the end. And everybody's going to yeah. be like, woo. Yeah, what's going to happen? So every <laughs> podcast, we should just end the episode. Just be like, you're not going to believe what kind of shit Jessica's <laughs> talking. And then just at the end, she's just like, Davis, you suck. And that's it. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I can't believe that people don't feel like a little bit violated though with those things. I think we understand that it's kind of a ploy now. It's insulting my intelligence. You know, like, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to watch till the end. I'm going to swipe and swipe. But not just that. Knowing like what tags and hashtags and all that kind of thing. Like knowing all those like specific I feel like there's just like specific things you have to tag in order if you want to get seen on certain things. And it just, it get, it becomes like a full, it, I mean, and it is, you do it as a job. It is, it becomes a full-time job for an yeah. artist. We'll go work on our thing. We'll be exhausted. And then we're like, oh man, I'm going to spend like 10 hours working on this thing. It's like, so it makes sense that we would need a social marketer because it's like, I don't have time to do it. Yeah. You know, after yeah. making everything I mean, there, and writing. And- there are companies that can handle social media. There are apps actually. But it'll post on everything at one time for you. Or like you can schedule your posts like a month out. So just take one day, schedule all of these different posts, and it'll post all your different platforms at the same time. So you don't have to worry about it. But then again, it's still that thing of, especially since social media is so inundated right now, what's going to set you apart? So some people, it's the wait for the end. Some people, Mm -hmm. it's whatever trend is happening and they jump on that. And so it just really kind of depends on what works best for what your project is. And then doing something to make it stand out because a lot of people are going to see like a video clip and it's going to be like the movie poster or it's going to be, you know, like raining with words or something, but that doesn't like catch my attention. I'm like, okay, I can watch that later. 
Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through though, and I see something where somebody's all like, ah, you know, like has some like, oh my God, watch this. I'm going to watch it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, just that it catches me more than, you know, like, hey, check this out. I'm, I'm not going to check it out. I'm going to, you know, look for something entertaining, which is why TikTok's taking off. It's right. 15 seconds. And that's why all the celebrities have jumped on. I mean, even at Adam's Mark, we made one and we would yeah. do things with our mascot. We would go out to places. I went to the parade and got video at the parade and we had it on our website. And that was yeah. like the most hits we got because we tagged the Chiefs. Yeah. It's interesting almost how like the quality of things has changed. Like people will watch pretty much anything. Like yeah. when you think about it, it's like there would be moments where, you know, we would spend a lot of time like making it look good, coloring it, you know, editing yeah. it to like perfection, things like that. And then someone just like takes their phone and goes like, blah, 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 and people are like, oh, thousands, billions of views. And you're like, wow, that's in, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. That's what people want to watch. And it's like, it's just like this thing. Like you're right. You know, you're going to, when you're scrolling, when that's what the point of the app is, is to scroll and scroll yeah. and scroll. And you see a video where someone's in your face or hitting a car or doing something. You're like, you're more apt to stop and be like, oh, what was that? That's yeah. interesting versus yeah. like, oh, titles and beauty, you know, and art and stuff. You're like, eh, I don't have time for that. That looks like it's going to be long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But the, but it's like a mental thing. It's like if you're not an artist you're and the general population really aren't like you're you're probably just like, I don't have time for that. I would watch that later. And then you forget about it. So say um, say it's a short film that's 15 to 20 minutes long, right? I don't want to sit there with my phone for 15, 20 minutes watching this video. I'm generally not scrolling through Facebook or TikTok or anything like that on my, on my TV, on my computer very often. Mm-hmm. So it's less likely if it's longer that I'm going to watch it because I'm not going to sit there like this for 20 minutes. Like if you share a link to YouTube, then it's easier for me to save that. But if it's shared on something else, I'm not going to remember to go back and find that to go find that video. Davis and I have conversations like this all the time because it's like that's something that we don't either one of us really gravitate towards to like to do or whatever. I mean, I think a lot of artists, it's like, I'd rather be doing my art. I'd rather be writing the next script or shooting than trying to figure out how to do all the tags. What picture should we use? How should we phrase it and all that kind of stuff? I think like what you were saying is like, what's the goal Yeah, you could post if you were doing the Adams Mark thing. It's like, well, we could post a video that's just someone walking down the hall with a cell phone and people will watch it. Or is it like, well, but we also like we want to present ourselves as this nice hotel, not just here's some crappy pictures from a cell phone of people happy. And you know what I mean? If you do want to be like, hey, no, like we make good stuff. I think just trying to figure out what is it you're trying to actually eventually go for. You can go for the cheap view. If you were doing gotcha stuff all the time for the hotel, eventually people would be like, well, I don't watch it anymore because 80% of the time it's something stupid and they just show us a picture of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, something was in the pool. And then it's just like, ha ha, guys, gotcha. Nothing was <laughs> yeah. in the pool. But don't you want to jump in? Come to Adam's Mart. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> if you're just looking for ways to do that and you don't necessarily care about retaining the same people, it's all about just mm-hmm. grabbing new people, then that might be the thing to do. So it's tough, I think, when if you are wanting to make the thing and be like, no, I'm wanting to be eventually hired for the quality work we do. But I know people on TikTok are just getting views and it's like, well, it's not just the views. I want people to see the work. How do you kind of deal with them doing that part of it? There's the cheap view and there's the like authentic, engaging you know, community that people ultimately want to have. So I actually noticed that locally, probably four or five years ago that that was kind of, there was that disconnect there. There was a group of people that really focused on the social media side, the promoting on Facebook, promoting through Instagram, brand awareness, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of other people were either avoiding it or just didn't want to deal with it. I kind of started noticing that I had several friends who I thought were insanely talented. Prisca was, you know, the the big one that got this going. She had too much good work that people didn't know her name or know who she was enough. Mm -hmm. So that's when she and I started, I was like, you've got to build this social media presence because then at least people have heard of you. And if people have heard of you, then if you go somewhere and you're like, hi, I'm so-and-so, oh, I've heard of you. Then Mm -hmm. it's easier to have that open availability of them taking you seriously because they've heard your name. I've had people say that to me of like, oh, I, I have heard of you, but they're just someone on my Facebook through like random friends that I've never met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then they're coming to me like, oh, I'd love to talk to you about blah, 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 this project I'm working on. Okay, but I I don't know who you are. (laughs) So it's just kind of deciding about like the brand awareness and getting that really out there and like to those followers. 
you guys make great videos. I love your guys' videos. They're like my favorite things. I send them to everybody. <laughs> but once I send them to my friends, are they going to send them on? And they going to send them on? And they going to send them on? Because mm-hmm. that's where we've got to get to is where they're like, oh, this is C2D2. I need to send this on. People need to hear about them. They're great. Yeah. So you hear that, just- guys? It was C2D2 <laughs> films. Uh, that's C2D2 <laughs> films on Facebook, yeah. YouTube, well- and <laughs> <laughs> Say like NPR. Yeah, do, yeah. Do we'll, we'll do the the ASMR just so people really listen. C two C two D two films. No, um. So like even with one of our like one of our last ones that did pretty well, we had one called Drunk Winner that we did. Yeah, I love and one that thing, one. Oh, thank you. Um, one thing that we noticed though, like we actually had, especially for our stuff, quite a few shares even early on. You know, forty or fifty people that shared it, and then I'd go and look at then who looked at those. And you can tell Facebook shut that down because there was nothing like it literally was like every single one of those shares. So it's somebody that came on and shared, which normally it's like, that's what Facebook cares about. Like, oh, people are sharing this. We'll put that out to more people because obviously people are looking at it. Every single one of them was like, maybe one person liked it. Nobody had ever commented. I mean, it was like obvious it's not being seen. It's interesting to try to figure out how to, I mean, it really feels like you're punching a brick wall to like get through that algorithm on any of them. Sometimes, you know, you post something else and it's like, Hey guys, what's your favorite movie to watch when you were sick? And everybody's like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. You get 500 comments. How do you, is there something that you would give as far as trying to break through that? Cause like there where it's like, Oh, getting people to share it. It's like people did, but then it, it didn't get past that person putting it on their wall. I was going to just add on to this question that you're asking. Is there like a practice that would transcend the algorithm? Like, is there a certain quality or something? Because obviously we're talking about Facebook a lot. Every platform has their own algorithm that determines where you're seen on somebody's feed. And so they measure where you should be or prioritize your content based on the algorithm and which can freak people out and make them not do anything. Oh, I got to do this this way and ask this question and do this, this, this. Do you feel like there's a characteristic or something that we could do that kind of transcends or would be the one defining thing to do? What's that quality of, is there a generalized way to do things? The tricky part with that is that the the algorithms are always changing. Especially like there was a there was a lot of issues with YouTube within the last couple of years because they changed everything so much mm-hmm. that there were so many things being demonetized, being blocked or triggered, all these different things happening that what shouldn't have been. And I mean, they got in a lot of issues and had all these problems with that. The algorithm itself is an issue. The way that I see around that is just basically I've done a lot of watching people going on TikTok and who's like, you know, the top TikTok stars and like seeing what they do. Mm-hmm. It, they literally can post the same dance multiple times wearing a different outfit in the same day and be all over the board in the views. I mean, it's really going to depend on what time of day are you posting. People don't tend to think about that, but it really does factor in because if you mm-hmm. post it at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday, who's on Facebook scrolling through at that time? Well, you know, before, not, not <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> uh, everyone. Like, everybody. <laughs> All of this is uh, within the confines of normal world <laughs> settings. <Yeah. laughs> it's just trying to see what's relatable, what people, you know, can kind of be like, okay, and then figuring out like how to tie it into what project you're working on. So mm-hmm. I think that's why with like the Drunk Winter video you guys did, it was completely relatable. So that's why the initial people that first saw it was like, ah, yes. And they shared it. Mm. But I bet when that thumbnail went on their Facebook, they didn't put anything with it. So mm-hmm. if they just shared the video and people are scrolling through, they're just going to see a, you know, a video posted without anything like, OMG, this is so funny, or you know, laughing emojis or whatever thing yeah. is now. Right. If it was just shared. That's probably mostly what it was, was just like a quick little, yeah. hey, People check probably this watched out it or were blah, like, blah, blah, haha, this know. is funny. Share. And they shared it and everybody was just like, okay, well, there's a video. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. In light of the current events sparked by the injustice and brutal murder of George Floyd, we would be remiss not to take a moment and let our listeners know where we stand. We stand wholeheartedly with the movement of Black Lives Matter and are committed to do our part, demanding a change. As three white males, we know it's no longer enough to simply be non-racist. But this is a time for educating ourselves and pursuing a better future as anti-racist. 
We will use our voice to stand along our black family and friends to spread this revolution of compassion, empathy, equality, and love. We must see a change in the system. We strive for a tomorrow that is not simply colorblind, but a system that recognizes and embraces our differences. We understand that it is our own white privilege that has fostered this system whose leaders are motivated to keep us separated. But we will continue to actively repurpose our privilege and distribute our resources to help dismantle the very system we've created. What is the burn inside? The burn inside that continuously drives us to pursue to pursue our creative endeavors. Sound designer CJ Drummiller and filmmakers Chad Crenshaw and Davis DRock invite artists and creators alike to explore those deep drives in the Creator Burn Podcast. The burn begins now. I want to go back a little bit because you've given some really awesome introspection into all this. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about like why you got into it. At what point were you like, I want to help people with their social media? Because I know you do photography too. Did that kind of, both of those kind of help link together or? I was actually a very big nerd in high school. And I did two separate clubs. I did a business club and I did a marketing club. And I competed nationally for both of those. And then I graduated and I was like, I'm going to do theater. (laughs) So I, uh, you know, like I went into college and then had the babies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But when I was doing the theater stuff, I was just chorus or like one line here, you know, like little parts here and there. And I just kind of noticed, do I want to keep being the flower in the background? Or do I want to take my time and people that I know are talented, that I know people should be seeing and doing things with, try to help them get where they should be? There is nothing wrong with being the flower in the background. (laughs) There are no small parts. I mean, it really just got to that point for me of I could be here every night for three hours like this, or Mm -hmm. I could be, you know, talking (laughs) with friends and seeing what I can do to help. I can't even remember which one came first. I think it was seven and ten. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah, because that was a show that we were part of. Uh, well, stage reading. Yeah, we did the stage reading, and I think that was the first big one that I helped, like try to market and stuff. And it was just, it was interesting because there were so many things that, like, when we were discussing about that one, because Prisca wrote that one, mm-hmm. nobody had thought of. And even sitting there discussing it, like we had so many other ideas of things that we could do with it that were like this one show could be so profitable in so many different ways. Not just, you know, of let's find a theater to put on this one performance. Mm -hmm. I mean, she took it to St. Louis and it did well there. And, you know, like it's one of those things of like, take it, look at it. And then I just try to see like, where can you take this and what's the most you can make of it? And then kind of where are you comfortable with taking it that far? That's just where my heart started going. We did that show and then we did Fringe Fest. And then this last year, I actually did two shows at Fringe Fest. So that was uh, the Tea Money is Canceled and uh, Let Me Explain My Blackness. And the second one got, that's uh, Catherine Gary. She got Best of Venue for hers. But again, it was just, how do we get people to notice this without you know, having it fall in? Because especially during Fringe, everybody's posting. Yeah. Everything's about Fringe that entire time. It's really like, how are we going to stand out? Do you generally feel like if you're putting stuff out that people are seeing, you see a big difference? People who post video stuff to watch or pictures or questions, is it just a mix of all of it? Or do you kind of feel like if you're generally posting stuff a lot, is there a thing to focus on or that you feel kind of works better than others? Here's the thing that I have noticed, like just as strictly a marketing standpoint, Mm -hmm. is that it's really going to depend on who's involved in the project. And you always want to make sure you have two types of people on your show. One, you have to have at least one person who's already established with some sort of following or you know, like a, a good group that wants to come see them. The others will have to be thirsty because if they are sitting that out and they're inviting all of their family members and all of their friends and everybody else, come watch this. Oh my God, look, I'm in this. You know, It's my first time doing a, a short film. Look at this, blah, blah, blah. They're going to send that to them and then they're going to be like, oh my God, look at my daughter. Look at my niece. Look at whoever. And Mm -hmm. share that out. And those are the ones that are going to promote that and get that out there. Movies aren't made by like the celebrities go to the opening night. Movies are made from all of the other people going because they're excited to see the people that are in it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with shows. I get excited to go see a show if I'm excited about the storyline, but more so if I know the people in the show. If I know anybody in the show, I'm going to be like, oh my God, that's my friend. I know them. Look, hey, I know that guy right up there. Mm -hmm. So then I get more involved and more excited because I feel like I'm a part of it. 
even though I'm not. I have nothing to do with it. So if people, uh, <clears throat> sorry, if people aren't excited to see you, then what do you what do you do? <laughs> right, who's the most popular person we know? We got to interview them on this. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, Davis is in this? I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the process, too, is there's a lot of filmmakers in our group. Filmmakers want it to look good. There's also this quality versus quantity thing that we always kind of try and balance. I think, how much do you post? One of the things that, you know, I've heard is like with your socials, you know, you're going to be give, give, give. And then ask. So, like, what can you give to the people that, you know, they could find value in? And for me, as an audio guy, I just do live streams. People come on, they're like, oh, is that that? And, like, even if there's nobody talking, I'll just be like, this is what I'm doing right now. So, it's, like, almost like a how-to technical aspect of this thing. But, you know, other conversation starts to where you're like, oh, now we're talking and having conversation. But really, it is, like, deciding is there really any secrets left? Are there any secrets of the trade? Are there any of those that you can part with? Like, hey, this is how we did this. Or what would be your view on the quality versus quantity thing? Well, I mean, the number one thing is to make sure that there's separation. Whatever project you're working on needs to be separate from whatever personal thing you're doing. Friends and family, they might like to see like every now and then like you post a project or what you're working on. But if you're posting every single day or twice a day about those projects, eventually they're going to kind of, you know, get sick of seeing it. Whereas if it's on, you know, like an actual page that's set for that project, anyone who's following it knows that that's what they're going to be looking for. So it kind of gives that separation. So you're not upsetting like your core group, but you can still post regularly without like offending or upsetting anyone. So that would be the number one thing I always tell everyone is make two separate pages. (laughs) If you want to post it on your page, share it from the actual page. So that way, if anybody sees it, it's not like, oh, hey, look at this video I made. It's I'm sharing this video that we made from our professional page Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. That separation is a big thing, especially lately. And I know in like the coming months, just being relatable. If you can post things or hashtag or do anything to where someone can relate with it, especially like with a heartwarming stories, the pictures that, you know, like, evoke feelings. That's why they're posting all of these different ones of, you know, the nurses and the scrubs blocking the trucks or things like that. If you evoke some sort of feeling, they're more likely going to pay attention to it. It's not just a, hey, look at what I've been working on. It's a, hey, look what we've been working on. Here's some behind the scenes. Here's some poster designs we've been looking at. What's your favorite? What do you think we should put on this? Have them Mm -hmm. feel involvement and a say, because then when it comes out, they're like, oh, I remember seeing that behind the scene photo. I told them in a comment that they should add this thing to the poster. If they feel involved and invested, they're going to be more likely to share it or be a part of it somehow. And I guess it's like having the idea of why, like, why do I want them to share it? Yeah. At what point do I feel like I'm getting the reward for this social media work? Obviously, it's going to be, I'm going to be famous. Or is it some kind of affiliate? Am I going to try and make money from this? Branding is no longer done through newspapers. It's all done yeah. through social media. You are mm-hmm. your brand. You're your yeah. own personal brand. What is the goal? Where are we going with this? Win a date with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that movie. (laughs) Wasn't that a movie back in the day? (laughs) Win a date with Tad? Was that what it was? was? (laughs) We should do that, though. Win a date with Chad. Well, that's like based on the best-selling film. (laughs) Back when uh, that guy on Kickstarter, like, made all that potato salad. Oh, yeah. Made, like, uh, something like, like, yeah, $300,000. It was like, I'll make you potato salad. Ironically, made all that money. So for a while, we talked about we were going to, like, sell couch time. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like couch share. Whoever had donated the most money got the couch, but then you also got to spend an afternoon with us yeah. on the couch before you took it. We kept joking too. We wanted to do a Kickstarter because Chad was the only one without a PlayStation for a minute, and so we were like, <laughs> do it. we wanted to do a Kickstarter, get Chad a PlayStation so he could play <laughs> Call of Duty with us. <laughs> and that's tough because those things work. Yeah. Well, they do. If they do. They sucks, totally man. do. I'll tell you what, it pisses me off, but it, it makes me laugh, but it pisses me off like the potato salad guy. You've got someone who's like, hey, this is a project I've been working on, my film, I've written it, I've spent 20 years on it. I'm just trying to raise $10,000 to get this thing, you know, even yeah. off the ground. And it makes like 3000 if that maybe, right. like they're all yeah, yeah. your mom, you know. And and, and yeah. then you have this guy who's like, hey, I'm making potato salad, who wants some? 
three, you know, $1,000. And then you look and it's like 300,000, 500,000. And you're like, you assholes. Like, <laughs> oh my God. And then that guy's got to go make all that. Yeah. Well, that's like the, the guy who did <laughs> yeah. the um, glitter bomb your enemies or whatever. Oh, oh, I love him. There was a point where he's just like, he, he just wanted to quit because he was just covered in glitter all the time. <laughs> yeah. Trying to send these things out. It was just like, I'm tired of all this glitter <laughs> everywhere all the time. <laughs> he just gets on his webcam and he's like, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just always covered in glitter. <laughs> And I thought this was going to be a positive thing. And it's just. <laughs> and now I realize I'm the villain. I glittered myself. I glitter bombed myself. <laughs> There's something about that. You just can't take it too seriously. So I find in my life, and I don't know if you guys have dealt with this situation, but the more I care about something, the farther from it I get. It's the more I want the success and the more I want to get something out there or whatever is like, it's the time that none of that happens. But the second I go, you know what, I'm going to put this off to the side and I'm going to focus on this other thing. And then all of a sudden this thing's like, Bling! okay, I guess we're the people care about this thing now, you know, or it's, or I'm getting offered something or something's in my face. It's like the more you care about it, the farther away from it, it, becomes for you to achieve it. The things that you're like, I didn't really care about that. And you threw it up there. And then people are like, this is hilarious. This yeah. is the best thing ever, you know, or whatever. And you're like, yeah, was, I made that in like 10 seconds. <laughs> like, I mean, Davis, on that, there is a video of yours that is still one of my favorites. I have it saved somewhere. And it's the one where you're just sitting there on your phone and there's like the little rainbow giraffe next to you just whipping its head around. Oh, yeah. And you're like, does anybody else see that giraffe? No? Cool? <laughs> All right, get All right. it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was one of my favorite things ever. And it was just, you know, just that silly little video. Like, yeah. it's mm -hmm. weird what people will relate to or laugh at or, you know, enjoy at that time. So it's constantly changing. But kind of what you were saying, CJ, earlier, it's up to each person individually. Are they in this because they want to take their art further? Are they in it just because they want people to be aware of what they're doing? Are they in it just because they want to do it and it's just fun? Are they in it to be famous because that's what they want is just be famous and popular. There's so many different ways that it can go. Once you decide that path, then it's kind of, you know, like, okay, this is direction to go. Like if you just want people to see your art, post it, get it out there. Don't worry about all the other stuff. It's up there and then people can see it. If you're in it because you want to be famous, you're going to be posted multiple times a day on multiple platforms, trying to come up with original content at the same time, trying to follow trending content just completely varies on what your actual passion is driving you to do. It sounds like the key is just be genuine and be willing to be transparent to the point that you're comfortable putting on social media or whatever. But the more I think transparent that you are, I think people relate to you more. I should probably post a picture of all the dirty clothes that's like sitting next to me, you know, or, but you don't see that because it's right here, you know, but people would relate to that probably because yeah. you guys probably have dirty clothes somewhere too, you know, and you're like, yep. oh, well, he's, no, no, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> What's that? And I, think I don't have it laying on the floor. CJ, I wear them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely the not a mountain of laundry hiding behind that door right there. I right. promise it's not and happening. I don't own pants. <laughs> <laughs> I have toilet paper strung like a streamer in yeah. my office I right was going to ask about that. What's the... Uh, <laughs> you I just, just rubbing it in it. everyone's faces or what? It felt <laughs> a little braggy. But, you yeah. know, it's okay. <laughs> Actually, well, we had a Zoom party and one of the people brought us like a party pack. But you have to keep you have to keep it there while you use it so you just string it to the yeah. bathroom and you're just <laughs> like yeah, yeah, right. every once in a while. <laughs> so Jessica, let me ask you this too. Obviously there's like Patreon for a while and then there's like some other ones, Seed and Spark. There's another one that's like where you're kind of building like a subscription service but like for your own stuff. Have you worked much with people doing that kind of stuff? Because obviously there's a lot of content creation with like Patreon, usually people are buying into your thing. Yeah. Like get behind the scenes photos or uh, drawings, you know, that they may not put on there. You know, if people are painters or whatever, this is only for my Patreon people to look at first. You know, I won't put this out for anybody for six months or whatever. Do you work with that at all? And just do you have any advice for people doing that kind of stuff? I, I do know some people that do that. The big thing that you fall into with that is the same thing. Like if someone's doing a GoFundMe or, you know, like a fundraiser type thing, the incentive needs to be, you know, like the equivalent of what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So uh, like some people, you know, uh, for YouTube, it's like 50 bucks a month to be like, you know, a Patreon subscriber. 
but then they're only posting three selfies through that time frame. Why am I paying 50 bucks for that? But like if they're posting, you know, like after interviews and they're sending out personalized things, things to where I feel like I'm actually involved or taking part or, you know, I can submit questions, then I'm more likely to be involved. It definitely works. But you just have to also put in that work of, you know, building up your base so that we have people subscribing to it, maintaining that. And then just remember, you're going to be doing all that extra work on any content that you're already trying to make. So it's definitely a good idea. Just make sure you have the manpower and you have that extra effort that you can maintain whatever it is you're promising that you'll do. Or Or woman woman power. Thank you. Guys, we share a brain. That's what we're trying to tell you. (laughs) Again, it's uh, C2D2 Films on Facebook. (laughs) You should really put the other side of the toilet paper in your room. Uh, know, Davis, right? that can absolutely. <laughs> oh, there you go. Let me see me grab at yours rolls. And yeah, I'll, I'll, have it, like, I'll have it go just outside the door, and then you can have uh, it swing through. <laughs> uh, for those listening, there's a roll of toilet paper on Chad's bookshelf above the his The only problem that we never know where we're going to be in this setup. We're all in a different place every That's time. That's true. So. I know. Well, what we would do is I would just have Shauna stand off camera, and I would take the toilet paper like this, <laughs> but then you'd have Kimberly pull from that side, so it would look like yeah. I was just pulling... <laughs> Like, so Davis is right here to me. Where am I to you, Davis? Right there. What? Oh, it's like an infinite loop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you guys are on top of each other on on mine. Who's on top? Who's on top, CJ? Who's on top? Chad. Yeah. Jessica's here. CJ's there. You're here. Oh, so yeah, CJ's here and Jessica's here. I try to be fair and keep it equal. I just am first in the line, okay? (laughs) I'm first. All these things we can all be better at, you know? When you think about mobile internet, we're really kind of in the MySpace phase because it's only been around for 10 years or however long, like we've had access to the internet in our hands at all times. We're still kind of I mean, new iPhones in the process. were 2007. I got mad at my kid the other day because she was like, oh, you're older than Google. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Shut up. I am. Uh, <laughs> what? It's wild, but it, I'm it older is. than good calculators. <laughs> in closing the idea of uh, you know trying to relate some of this to some of that it maybe is hesitant on the social side what i've taken from what you've talked about is the more it starts to feel like work it feels like it's something that's unnatural it almost is defe- you're kind of defeating yourself in a way on that point so find the content that you can put out regularly that actually you're comfortable. And it feels like what Davis said, it feels natural and you just do it. And the more genuine you are in that realm, I think that you'll have that relatability with more followers or we call them followers, but more peers, I guess, in, in that sense, it does feel like work, you know, especially when you have multiple projects, you know, like this podcast, we haven't, you know, we have to start the whole, but what we've been doing so far is, even just from our personal pages, just like I'll take a screen grab or a screenshot and just this is who was on, you know, because that's natural, you know, like I'm excited about the podcast. So I'm kind of just taking a, a lame picture of it, you know, a picture of a screen. But as it becomes more work, understand that there's tools out there that can make it less work, like what you're talking about with the scheduling thing. For somebody that's kind of struggling, like what advice would you give? You never want to get burnout or get that mental fatigue going. So if it starts getting to the point where like it's feeling like work and it's monotonous and you're doing the same things, it's okay to switch it up. Content can be anything. So you don't always have to be like, okay, what's this like super witty thing that I can put up here? Share a funny meme that's like, oh my God, you guys have to check us out this week. This relates to what we're talking to. And that takes two seconds. Or I mean, if you want to take a break from it, you can put on there, hey guys, need to take a break for a little bit. You know, get back to what I'm working on. Hit you with new content soon. People like to see that because you're going to get supported because they're like, good for you. You're taking care of yourself. We'll be excited when you come back. Don't ever push yourself past what you're comfortable with and like what you feel good about because then your content isn't going to be you. It's not going to be what you want out there. The the thought process is I have to constantly be doing because if I'm not doing, then people aren't seeing. And you don't think about that second of going like, you know, yeah, someone probably would be. No, I would rather you just like make something and then let me know it's going to come out in like a week or two weeks, you know, rather than like just, you know, man, you're just exhausting yourself by the end of it. Just as an example, John Cena has an Instagram account. 
He just posts a random picture every day and he has millions of followers. There's no context, no nothing. It's just a random picture and people love it. It could be whatever you want it to be. Whether you just share memes, whether you're just, you know, hey, like just something. Mm -hmm. That's what people want to see is just that. What are you doing? What's going on? You know, in our cyber world, it brings in a little bit of personality that's real. Yeah. It can be a very cold place, but I think it's the warmth of, you know, transparency and being having relatable content that people I think will gravitate to and being willing to not look perfect is tough. Everybody's right there. If you want something yeah. to relate to, it's like somebody that's willing to say, this is what my life actually looks like. You know, like this is actually me. You know, there's things that we all have in common that we tend to downplay. The willingness of just that transparency, I think, is a big part. Yeah, that's definitely what people look for is just that connectability, especially right now of what are you working on? How can I be involved and how can I support you? even though I'm stuck right here. Like, yeah. You know? and, and the idea of, I don't feel comfortable posting about that because I'm not the expert. Say it's like a sound guy or something. It's like, well, I don't have as much experience as CJ or whatever. But the thing is, the story might have been told already, but we haven't heard it from your personality. We haven't heard it from you. And that's really where the grit of that is. Your perspective is important and the way that you experienced it. A lot of times that's more interesting than in the story itself is through your personality is what mm -hmm. is important. This is kind of fun for me because it's like our goal in this is like with the creator burn or like the creators like you're, but you really are. Now you have like the photography and the stuff that you talked about, but I see almost like creative in the way that <laughs> having to find these new paths in a world that's constantly changing. Algorithms are changing. Networks are changing. It used to be Facebook. And then they, you know, implied like, hey, you have to pay money for people to actually see this. LinkedIn, like LinkedIn's hugely validated right now because it's yeah. really organic. And then now it's TikTok. And so you you, especially with your job and the things that you do, you're constantly creative. And so it's fun to see that process. I know that, you know, some people might be like, oh, she's not a painter. Or I don't, if you are a painter, then that's great. <laughs> but that process is still there of creating something out of nothing. Well, and there's almost, especially like um, in the theater community, there's almost this idea of what well, we've always had, you know, this audience, they'll always come and support us. They'll always be here. What happens if that audience isn't always here? People are going to move. People are going to, you know, age. People are going to leave or change interests, change finances. Mm -hmm. You can't guarantee that. So you always have to be bringing in this new audience. I think that's kind of what I find so fun about doing this now is there's so many different types of art. I could talk to someone about, you know, photography or short films or actual, you know, like paintings. I mean, there's so much art and there's so many ways to market it, to profit off of it, to do all these different things that people don't think about or don't see just because it's never been done. This is all happening like as as we speak. So it's it's fun. <laughs> it's like the Wild West, really. And we're really like is. the, we are the, uh, the pioneers or our generation, I think, is pioneering what, what it's going to be. We're going to get pretty serious here for, for a second. And I know that we've asked serious questions already, but would you rather live in a house of your dreams that doesn't have internet access or your current home for the rest of your life? The house of my dreams without internet access. See, I didn't see that one. Is that I just internet access at the house? Can you can you access the internet outside of your well, home? Like not on your property, away, but like I can go to <laughs> a coffee shop or a library, library and uh, <laughs> access the interwebs? I think that's Strawberries. <laughs> I would like to go to your library and access your interwebs. <laughs> yeah, so, if, if that's the case, I would agree with that. <laughs> what's funny is that like my, my dream house would actually be like a cabin in the woods without anything. So no, that's like, I'm already there. It's, it's fine. Interesting. <laughs> it's like your social media genius. But then when it comes down to it, I think I'm ready to unplug. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the nice thing is I'm plugged in so much of the time that when I get a chance to unplug, I'm like, do I do I have to? Like, do I do I really have to? Because I mean, it is fun and like I really really enjoy doing it, but it's still that thing of like, it's nice to just go and play with the dogs or play a game of chess or read a book. I forgot yeah. I could do these things without a phone. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think since my dream home is the internet, I think I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> well, you can internet through virtual reality right, goggles exactly. and live wherever you want. <laughs> I would say dream home without the internet if I could go somewhere else to use internet. I'll agree with that because that's yeah. what was my thinking. I was like, I could just go to Starbucks or something whenever right. it opens again. Like, it's fine. <laughs> internet cafe or something. Yeah. 
Okay. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd go with objects. I use cash I a lot, cool. and uh, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know the history of where all it's been. <laughs> it's just yeah. all coke. It's just people like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, do God, I, I know every coke addict in the world? Don't Am touch me. To- you don't know where I've been. <laughs> like, here you go. Here's your five dollars, and you just puke on the ground right there. And just like, oh. Why does everything I touch end up <laughs> yeah. in someone's butt? <laughs> but two things: like with great power comes great responsibility. You touch all these objects; it's like you almost have a responsibility now to do something with that power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? You're like, great. Now I have to live a life of a detective. That's- do I get to access it? Like, do I get to just go, okay, I would like to know the history of this object. Or am I like inundated, like, you know, daredevil with sound and I, I can't <laughs> shut it off. Like, can I just access it when I want to? So it's like, I would like to know about you, Mr. Phone. And then it would tell me, or if like, if I accidentally touch this, it's like, <gasps> Immediately oh my God, this killed someone. You're just like, you're just walking through Times Square. You're just like, <laughs> You're just like constantly, don't touch me, 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 don't touch me. Dad just has a seizure from all the freaking. What's up with that guy? He's fine. He's always like, lock me up, lock me up. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. No touching, no touching. I would take animal (laughs) because I want to know what my dogs are saying at all times. So many times I have been like, man, Buster, if you could just tell me what's going on with you, I could help you, you know? (laughs) I think the thing is, though, I think people think they're thinking more interesting things than they are because (laughs) they're face. And I think most of the time it's just like, oh, man, squirrel. That thing is awesome. <laughs> and he's just going to say that a thousand times a day. And you're going to be like, what's wrong, Buster? It's he's just like, a different Dude, language. let me out. I got to poop. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. don't, you want a treat or something? I want to poop. Let me outside. Well, and you, you would expect poop. it would be English, but you're just yeah. hearing them be able to talk. So instead it's just like, <laughs> and you're like, oh God, I still uh, don't know what you're saying. He's not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica, thank you for coming on. You're a rock yeah. star. Thanks Thank for you guys all for the having advice. Me. <laughs> and so, Jessica, where can people oh, yeah. find you? And if they're wanting to get in touch with you or hire you to take on their empire of social media? So basically, I just kind of run everything through my photography page. And that is Alakay Photography. So that's A-L-A-K-A-Y. So anybody just wants to message me if they need like advice or have some questions or anything, then I'm always down. I'm not going anywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll message you in about 20 minutes after we're yeah. done recording. No, I'm just joking. Actually, uh, I, I, I would have had a couple <laughs> guys who were starting a podcast, yeah. just for example. Um, <laughs> How to go from zero to 10,000 followers in three years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, what's your time frame you're looking at? Like a few days, a couple uh, weeks? Yesterday. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, we have somewhat of a. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna figure it out pretty soon. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might have to have a podcast on what we did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Again, relatable a, content. Everything is content, you, you guys. It is. <laughs> is there a book that you're reading right now that? has to do with what you do or is just a book you enjoy what would you recommend I mean, honestly anything like any kind of articles you can look up there's tons of different like social media books or kind of learning the biggest thing is just kind of go over the algorithms and kind of learn like what is okay and what's not okay on the different platforms research it and get a plan of like what you want well, can, I mean, what is a book that you're reading? I just finished Dr. Sleep. Nice. I'm debating restarting the Percy Jackson series just because I'm starting to get really bored. <laughs> but I have already read that twice. So we'll see. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing yeah. this for us. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be a part. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Hey, congratulations. You made it to the end. As always, please check out the show notes for links to our guests' work. The Creator Burn Podcast is a production from C2D2 Films and Follow Happy Productions. Written and produced by Chad Crenshaw, hey, that's me, Davis Durock, and CJ Drummiller. Original music written by CJ Drummiller and Joseph Adam Gray. Now, where's the button to go to the next episode? Ah, there it is.